0: Good afternoon, Tights and Fighters. If you love us and you want to support our good old podcast, head on over to iTunes and give us a review and a five-star rating. Just like Lab Rat Mags, who says they're not a wrestling fan, but love hearing us go through the joys and pains of these crazy, scripted kind of reality shows. Five-star rating and a review, if you please. It's
1: funny, Christian Bale looking like every dude that hits me up on Tinder. <laughs> Oh, that's funny.
2: <laughs>
3: that
0: is hilarious.
2: Is nice. <laughs> it's me, Jim Jeffries.
0: It's <laughs> and yeah. Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast.
2: and fights the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves I'm Hal Loveland, who came to arrive, raise Hal, and leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Tummy Dreamer, Danielle Radford.
1: Oh yeah, that's Lovely. yeah, you're right.
2: <laughs>
0: Lovely. <laughs>
2: and Rap Crackle Pop, Mikey.
0: That's yep. I'm pop locking right now. <laughs> <Pop> lock. <laughs> Can you hear me? You hear me? Pop locking?
1: Wow. Thanks, Quincy, for Tummy Dreamer. That was so
2: good. Tummy Dreamer. Yeah, Quincy. Good job. Mm, well, oh. well done. So well good. called. <laughs> we've got tons of things to talk about this week from the art of being a part-time wrestler to even more changes to the Survivor Series card but first Danielle got some good news earlier this week let's hear it Season 3 I reigned as the greatest she just
0: in the history.
1: i just a cheeson Now Season 4 I take back what's mine Who was that? Oh, I haven't watched that promo yet. Johnny Mundo. Yeah, I figured it was probably Johnny Mundo. Oh, he's coming back even though he's in TNA? For a while... How you're confusing Johnny Impact with Johnny Mundo. Yeah, they're two different. Yeah, there's Johnny Impact and then there's Johnny Mundo. Isn't
2: it weird that we've never seen them in a room together?
1: <laughs> uh yeah, you know, but I just maybe those guys just don't cross paths enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. They could be in a fight. I'm so ready. I feel like one of them is like way hotter than the other one.
1: Really? I I, I definitely think that Johnny Mundo is hotter than Johnny Impact. One of them has nine abs,
0: and the other one has eight and a half abs. That mm-hmm. definitely uh, factors into my hotness decision.
1: Oh, then cause... you probably like Johnny Impact more than Johnny Mundo.
0: Oh, yeah. Whichever one has. That extra app.
2: What should we look forward to in season four? What What do you think is the... Is There's no way to predict what's going to happen.
1: No, because with everybody leaving, I don't know who's coming back. I'm honestly, I was also surprised that Johnny Mundo was gonna be coming back, just because I don't know what deals they have worked out with Impact or wh- whoever it is now. But that's good, because if, if he's back, it means that Ty is back, it means that some of the other people that are on there are also gonna be that back. We know that, like, you know, Ricochet is gone. Sexy Star is probably gone. Rey Mysterio, I think, has been confirmed to be gone. So I'm very interested to see who stays and then who they come and who they they fill those shoes with.
0: Sounds like a lot of... Johnny Mundo and Joey Ryan action <laughs> yeah.
1: oh I mean Brian Cage will still I assume be around actually I don't know are you a Brian know.
0: Cage fan are you a Brian Cage fan I
1: like Brian Cage I like Cage a lot
0: <sighs> doesn't do nothing for me man yeah I've seen him at PWG a bunch too and just like you're just you're just so big I don't even like looking at you just <laughs> <laughs> He's got too many damn muscles. it He has it just doesn't all even make the sense. muscles.
1: Just a huge neck. But he's a sweetie pee. Like, he took a picture with me for free at my first PWG. Oh,
0: that's nice. Yeah. he was. was a, a I went to bar wrestling last week, too, and he was at that.
1: Oh, bar is so much fun. I did that, that benefit thing that I did uh, was so... He wasn't there, but, like, JTG and ryan killed it um there was a bunch of like super panda was there luchasaurus was there super
0: panda was at bar wrestling that was my first time seeing him
1: yeah he's great he walks around with the mask on all night but he'll still like talk to you and stuff (laughs) he's great luchasaurus is great who's also another lucha guy who i'm assuming will be there so we'll see Wrestling's weird. It Wrestling's
0: is. awesome. It's, very, uh, it's, it's both
2: things.
1: Yes. But yeah, oh, yes. Both things in equal parts.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about something weird that I think is not awesome. I want to give a brief State of the Wrestling Union, because I've been thinking about this a lot, mm. especially the last few weeks leading into Survivor Series. Give them hell, Hal. So Survivor <laughs> Series, as I understand it, is is a one-night supercard. So it's made up of all these dream matches that we would never otherwise see. I feel like... WWE took a look at how their super card was coming together. And instead of booking for Survivor Series, they, each show was booking on its own path, which I actually like. I like that that was happening. But the result has been, I, I don't care enough about Survivor Series that I need all these title changes to happen. And I get, I get how it strengthens the card, but at the same time, For me, it devalues both of the shows. Hmm. Should Charlotte be SmackDown champion eventually? Yes. Does her winning off of Natalia for the the purpose of her being the one on the card in Survivor Series make me happy as a fan? It does not.
1: I would argue that it isn't just that. It also has a lot to do with the 30 for 30 just coming out. Granted, those are both outside of storyline factors. Yes. But I would say that Part of it, I'm sure, is Survivor Series. Another huge part of it is the 30 for 30. And if people want to watch to see Charlotte, what a great moment they had last night. I
2: don't think that they are though. I don't think the ra- I, I, maybe the ratings have been higher the last two weeks.
1: Or they'll, I, I or, yeah. the or, the, or they'll go back and they'll be like oh that thing that I just watched she won and her dad came out and it was this big tearful wonderful thing so I'll watch it on you know maybe they won't watch Smackdown but they'll go and they'll watch it on YouTube which they still they're still selling stuff through that YouTube. The way that they did that and I watched it and I cried every time I watched it and I watched it over and over and over again because if you watch the way they do it clearly Charlotte didn't even know that it was happening and I don't think this was one of those like happy surprise things I think it's like they really didn't know if he was gonna make it and they waited until she was almost at the end of the ramp before he came out it wasn't like he came out and met her in the middle of the ring and then even then she ran to him I don't think he can do a run-in I will say it ain't like we ain't known that this 30 for 30 was happening for a a minute right so it's not like they could have they, they didn't have time to plan that title change out, so it made more storyline sense. Exactly. But I, ah, it's hard, because Charlotte was also out for a while.
2: Oh, allow me to make point number second.
1: You're a second. And I'm not, we,
2: I am a second. It's a fair point. I, I'm de- I, like, I, I don't like the, the title coming off of gender. I get that nobody wants to see gender versus Brock, including me. AJ Styles versus Brock is a more appealing matchup. There there, there are, I think there are even ways around that. But that notwithstanding... Let's talk about Roman Reigns making his return to Raw and them giving away the Raw's first reunited match on, a, on the on the Raw before Survivor Series, before their big match up there that they that they went. Here's, here's a clip of Roman returning.
1: And you, where the hell have you even been? Pooping or whatever. Yeah, mumps, <laughs> motherfucker. He was sick. When all of us know he's sick, that's like a, actually a bad, yeah. that's a bad you got story. got a lot of questions. How about we spin this? How, how about I ask you a question? Where the hell have you been? That's actually really okay.
2: We haven't seen you in like six or seven months, and really all that happened to you was you went through a table at WrestleMania? I'm just not. The match was fine. It was a good match. I would have preferred that they wait for the New Day match. I would have I been better with New Day mm-hmm. interrupting or somehow inserting themselves, like make us wait for the match and want it even more.
1: Yeah, I think How I'm cutting. I think I'm cutting a lot of slack because there were so many people that were sick, and then Charlotte had to be out for for that time because of what was happening with Ric Flair, and then we don't know what happened with Nia, but then she was out, and then Neville was gone, and then all of this stuff. So I'm trying to cut some slack, but it's also like oh, I just don't really care. I, I don't care about Survivor Series, so. That's why I'm also like, mm, it'll be fun.
0: What about you, Mike? I mean, so there's all of the issues, all of the personnel issues that Daniel laid out, and I think the other factor, and and I was sitting over here looking at the list of pay-per-views of this year, and I think the last one that was like normal was Battleground in July. Because hmm. that one, the main event was gender versus Randy Orton, and it just seemed like a normal branded pay per view. Since then, we've had Summerslam, which is huge, of course. Then we had No Mercy, which everyone expected to not be huge, but they ended up booking Brock and Braun hmm. as the main event for that one. Uh, Hell in a Cell, they ended up doing Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens, and I think uh, was 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 Cena on that too. I think was that Cena and Roman. I think were on that one. Uh, they too? Were yeah. Oh, they were No Mercy. Oh, was they at no Mercy? Well, I'm right sorry, right the one right, right before, yeah. and then yeah. TLC where they had Kurt Angle come back with the, you know, with two-thirds of the Reuniting Shield. I think, I don't know what's going on, but it seems like in the past four or five months, they've really been trying to make every one of these cards as big as they possibly can. I don't know what the what the issue is. Maybe it's a stock price thing. I don't know if they have to renegotiate a television uh, contract or something coming up or something. Right. But they certainly seem to have taken it off cruise control when it comes to booking these pay-per-views, and they're just kind of throwing everything they can at the wall to make each one of these in the last few months, if you really really special and I think that's kind of you know they, they looked over this card like you said, Hal, they looked at their quote-unquote supercar and they thought it wasn't super-duper enough, so they added AJ uh, and, and now they're adding Charlotte. And to me, I like that because since there are no given stakes in the Survivor Series matches, right. I do like the fact that they're going the extra mile to make these matches more intriguing.
1: Yeah, I do so, want to see a dream match if it's not going to be... If there are no stakes, then make it a dream match.
0: To me, Charlotte and Alexis uh, is a is a more intriguing match than Alexis and Natalia was. And it's the same with... With gender and Brock, you know, like sure. it, it's just it, it makes for something that I'm actually excited to watch. And even you know, with the return of gang violence this week on Raw, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: I'm I'm excited for the Raw for the five on five all you over got, again. You had a bunch of gang violence, yeah, this week. yeah man. Like like I did, that, I man? did, cause cause I was I was watching Raw this week and I was like. This ain't the same without the gang violence, and then they brought back the gang violence on SmackDown to tie everything up, and I'm I'm right back there again.
2: (laughs) How did you feel about? uh, Let's do a very quick fashion corner. Those half Raw, half
0: Shield T-shirts. Now, now I wasn't mad, but I also was distracted. (laughs) It wasn't like it wasn't a thing you could look at and not think about, but it didn't make me upset. I just just thought it was a weird choice. Yeah.
1: I know that they want to sell the shirts.
0: They did real hard.
1: Guys, we know it's the shield. You couldn't have, for this one week, (laughs) just printed that same shield design on a red-ass shirt, and then it's still the combined, we're the shield, we're doing something different from everyone else because we're more special. That
0: would have been a good call. Or put the vests over the red shirts. There are a million other people the wearing the red Another shirts. Another good call. Instead, they went with the weird half shirt. Okay,
1: so let's <laughs> like let's, Star e- Trek let's, aliens. Let's, let's extrapolate <laughs> yeah, this. And we, half light. we do under we do know that they obviously have um, people who do wardrobe and stuff. Yeah. However, in kayfabe, that's never really something, we're all just meant to think that like all these guys are spider spidermaning it and doing their own stuff. So kayfabe, at what point do you think the shield boys got together and were like, hey? You want to do halvesies?
2: I think it was Dean's idea. And Roman was behind it. And Seth was like, fuck it, I'll make the shirts. Yeah. He knew that neither of them would get it right. Yeah, and Seth just like
1: busts out. The fucking... He's like, oh, I have to do everything. And he pulls out of his bag like the big sewing machine he always used to repair yeah. all of their tactical gear.
2: But oddly, the detailed stitching was Roman.
1: <laughs> They're just in the car as they're driving, and they're just like, where's my Samoan? And he's, like, <laughs> and he's, like, stitching. He's like, I'm working as fast as I can, you guys. I'm still getting over a cold.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some, uh, some more stuff from SmackDown. There were two title matches on the show. Baron Corbin retained the U.S. title against Sin Cara, And, of course, as we said, Charlotte beat Natty for the SmackDown women's title. Did, did the We've talked about the women's match a little bit. Cried so hard. Do, do we think that the... Baron Corbin beating Sin Cara does anything to build heat for his match with The Miz. Outside of him, what was that weird uh, Black Lodge set that Shane McMahon was talking to everybody from at the top of the show? <laughs> that was very Where strange. they each got to cut a promo like, it's going to be Miz's end of days. That's one of my moves, everybody, in case you didn't know. It's part of my move set, end of days, my
1: finisher. Just looks like every bar I do karaoke in. it um, <laughs> is just met up at Bigfoot Lodge. <laughs> like, hey guys, I just, I, 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 don't. I look, I, you know, tummy power, but I just don't care about Baron versus Sin Cara. I don't, yeah. I don't, I want to.
0: I didn't even want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And maybe I will. Maybe you know, um, Miz brings out the best in literally everyone. So maybe I will care at that thing.
2: Well, let, let's move on to what may have been the best part of SmackDown, outside of everything involving uh, Sami and Kevin. Right. Uh, which is Daniel Bryan being the temporary advocate for AJ Styles. Here's a clip of that. Brock Lesnar has a tendency to quit. Just like th- he quit WWE years ago, just like he quit to a half ass knee
3: bar on a UFC show. Hold on a second, hold on a second. Uh, I can't talk. I'm not a puppet like Brock Lesnar. (laughs) And I agree, fatigue makes quitters of us all, Daniel, and it may well have Brock Lesnar quitting this Sunday. And I will prove that SmackDown Live is the A Show that SmackDown Live is the
1: house that AJ Styles built. That's a one, for for my free on cable or whatever, uh, like that is one of the best Daniel Bryan promos like ever. Um, And the way that he was able to tie in, um, because no one, like a lot of people haven't really been bringing up that uh, Brock has not been, like he didn't go back the conquering champion, you know. So, uh, yeah, I loved it. And Daniel sounded great. And then AJ had to talk and that's fine. But it was it was a great, great promo. Man, that just having to having to pretend like he wants to be there on Totes Bells and Totes Deeves is doing Daniel Bryan a world of good Mm. because he is because now when he does want to say some stuff, he's like extra good at it.
2: I I would say it's the best babyface promo that AJ Styles has cut at his time with the company. I
1: agree.
0: It did end a little awkwardly, but I think that's just yeah. because he had it in his head that he had to do his catchphrase to end it, and yeah. it's not. He hasn't established it as a catchphrase that ends promos.
1: You just AJ, yes. you don't need to catchphrase, my dude. Like you're so good, <laughs> you're so good. We're all we're all gonna buy your things. You're a future Hall of Famer. Like, you don't need to, I'ma I'm still buy a shirt. Like, you stop. You know, I, I don't think he needs
0: one, but I do I do see why he would want one. And and the one that he has is working, but I think he might need to establish a different one to, like, end promos with. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't feel like that's the one. Speaking of ending a promo,
2: uh, there was a, a, a rare improvised moment on Raw during the Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman promo <laughs> where somebody got engaged, the crowd started chanting, she said yes, and with a smirk on his face, Paul Heyman buried them. Is that a great engagement gift or what?
1: I'm going to tell you right now, if I, if I take whomever I happen to be dating, yes, please propose to me in wrestling. No, <laughs> do not propose to me in the middle of a Paul Heyman promo. I will say no. <laughs> I am watching.
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know you that well. If he's if that's if that's the moment. That's what I'm saying.
1: Out. Why would you pick a Paul Heyman? Mm.
0: You know how many commercial breaks they have. Where you Thank you.
1: Literally, any time you see Colonel Sanders, that's when you propose, <laughs> my dude. Why would you propose? to And that tells me he's not really a big fan. Because why are you interrupting Paul Heyman and drawing attention to yourself? Like, ugh. That made me so I was like, if I was her, I'd have been so. Cause I I don't know how big of a wrestling fan she is. I'm assuming a wrestling fan because she went, it's like,
2: and said yes while being proposed to during Raw. You gotta I, be a fan. Like, if if my wife isn't a hockey fan, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna propose at a Flyers game because yeah. that's not her idea mm-hmm. of the ideal situation. I'm
1: deadly serious. If I'm dating someone, we're at a wrestling match. And something good is going on on stage, and you get down at on one knee. I'ma just quietly be like, "Nigga, get the fuck up." <laughs> you got- I w- I will tell you. Put that back in your pocket. I will tell you when.
2: <laughs> you need to pick a moment where nothing's happening, like when Randy Orton is doing anything. a <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. great
1: quiet time. <laughs> just in the time that it takes a Randy Orton to walk down, just kind of. <laughs> lazily, just like, hey guys, I'm here too. I forgot I was on today. I just got out the shower. Just kind of casually, like, then you can propose. I will say,
2: though, like, if you're going to get, first of all, you could you could have your entire wedding ceremony during the Undertaker's next WrestleMania entrance. <laughs> easily. And go on your honeymoon. But it's got to be kind of cool if you're both big fans to have Paul Heyman, like, give a shout out to you. Yeah. Like, that's, like, kind of a cool. That's a cool Like, moment. you want Don Rickles to insult you. Mm-hmm. It's right. that kind of thing couple other quick shots. Now that Braun Strowman has put
0: Kane through a ring, are they done? No. You Never. want more? I mean, Ugh. I want a little more. I know I'm in the minority here. No, but, it's
1: okay. No, go, know, go ahead. Tell I, me all about your love of libertarian Kane. Yeah,
0: speak I do truth. I, look, his politics, I separate <laughs> from the man from the monster from <laughs> the wig and mm. a mask. But no, you know, I felt like they built him up as a monster. I felt like it was kind of an intriguing matchup to, you know, if that was all it was, I mean, it seems kind of short-lived for all the time they've put into it. So I expect a little bit more of a definitive blow-off or else, I mean, who's Braun programmed with after Survivor Series, which is Sunday. Like, what do they do after if it's not Kane? That's true. They don't have the next paper. The next pay-per-view is SmackDown, yeah? Starcade. Starcade is not on TV. is
2: a house show, ain't it? Is yep. it? Yeah. Star-Craft. Oh, it's a special network. Yeah, event? Like, like Beast
1: in the East. You know? Yeah. Is it on the network? Try. It'll be on the network. It's, li- it's okay. going to be live okay. on the network.
2: Okay. Okay. Interesting. But it'll be at like 5 a.m.
1: Yeah, or whenever, whatever place that they are in. Whatever mm. time. Uh, okay.
2: Finally, we've got some late breaking news. Any man with two hands has a chance to have a great run yeah, in WWE, I'm... but that is now over. James Ellworth- Ellsworth has agreed to terms with WWE on his release. Yeah, I'm putting him over later. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about it later. Uh, but there you go. that We're we we we're breaking that news that happened yesterday. <laughs> I know this comes out on Thursday. And some of you may listen to it even later. But uh, think about Ellsworth. Keep him in your hearts and minds. If you have any thoughts on the week in wrestling, let us know about it at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter. When we come back, we're going to break down how WWE should best use its part time stars. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Oh, sorry about that. Just had to dispatch some goons real quick. Hi, I'm April Wolf, lead film critic at LA Weekly. And when I'm not kicking butt, I'm hosting the new Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on, and we talk in-depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons, because the Switchblade sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. Back to Tights and Fights, I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined in the booth by Daniel Radcliffe and Michael Eagle. Every so often, we like to give something from the world of wrestling extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock. On Monday Night Raw, we learned that the Red Brand Survivor Series was losing one member and getting a new one.
3: If you won't make the damn announcement, I will. The fifth member of Team Raw is me. Oh, my God. What?
2: All right, before we get into part-timers, let's talk about Double J,
0: the new Double J. Oh, God. A little bit.
1: Oh, that lip quiver?
0: Oh, my God. That
1: lip quiver. He got me.
0: Heart fucking wrenching, He got me.
1: This was the first time I believed in that fucking story. This was the first time I was like... Oh, you guys, he is acting like he disappointed his fucking fake white dad.
0: I thought he was going to turn heel, so I was really mm-hmm. caught by a swerve in this one. Mm-hmm. I felt like
2: a shark in the water smelling blood when he when he started giving that. I was like, "Oh, he's going to he's going to run in and cost Kurt his job at
0: right. Survivor yeah. Series." Oh, yeah. And they're going to like it's going to be like he's going to be He's going to flourish as a heel. I would love Very this. Excited for I would him. love this, and the crowd is waiting to boo this man. Yep. Yeah. yeah,
2: and he like that. That was the promo. It's it's really difficult, I would imagine, to come into that company and have to essentially learn on the job. As much as you know, as gifted as an athlete he is, he's always going to learn how to be better in the ring. But the personality part of it, this is him without Gable, who really helped define him as a character and in a moment where he needed to step up huge he did yep yeah. so good for him i i hope it, i hope this turns out to
0: to take him to new heights.
1: Oh man, he even had I think like a little bit of like snot or something. Yeah, oh. there
0: was a little trail oh. or something, man. He it was happened. Like
1: he was, he was acting. He yeah. was acting his ass off. Although, let's be fair, there is every chance that the real person was told right before he went out. Oh, by the way, you're not doing Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: some of that William Friedkin direction, Just <laughs> yes. slap
2: him real quick. Yep. <laughs> uh, but talking about the theme of part timers, his slot, of course, was taken by the ultimate part timer. Triple
1: H, and here we all thought that Trips was just doing shows because they needed somebody who wasn't sick. <laughs> yeah. and it turned out
0: he was getting in, getting he in was ring getting shape.
1: ready.
2: Yeah. So what? I, the rumor has long been that he's building towards a program with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. That that's going to be the opponent. I've, tri- you- I've tried to avoid reading that, but keep coming across it anyway. Yeah, but him being <laughs> like him being in the match means you have four part timers spread out between two teams. You got Angle, Triple H. Cena and Shane, that's your other that's your other part timer mm-hmm. there. Shane, I mean Shane's on TV every week, so is Angle, but they are part. They are not wrestling. Does that somehow devalue in this case the having that many part timers in a match as the marquee attractions? Does that devalue the the full time guys on the roster?
0: I think like it elevates there. the full time guys on the roster, and I think yeah, uh, I think it. I think a lot of the full-time guys on the roster need elevation. They need to be associated. I mean, you know, a Bobby Roode benefits greatly from being on a team with a John Cena, even a Randy Orton, even though he's there uh, every week. I think it gives them that kind of bona fide main eventer status. You know, a Finn Balor, who was was presented that way a year ago, but since it's kind of been on the edge, I think it it really does kind of formally put him in the light of, like, people to pay attention to when you put him on those kinds of teams. And I would say... Outside of Cena, it's hard for me to think of the rest of those guys as part timers because they might be part time in terms of wrestling, but they're all there every week in some sense or another. In Triple H, you don't see him, but he's there, you know. Um, the specter of Triple H. Yeah, and largely. and I think you know when you're traveling, I think that's a different way of thinking about a guy uh, if he's traveling with the brand and on TV or all, even if even if he's behind the scenes every week right. than somebody like. The Rock or even Brock Lesnar, who, you know, was the champion, but he's just not around all that much. I think those guys are thought of a little bit differently than guys who are actually traveling and on TV every week or even behind the scenes.
2: Let's talk for a second. Uh, I, I think that the I, this is my personal opinion. I think the best use of a of a part timer is somebody who's already come in, made their name and, and they're there to elevate. Like you said, like we just talked about, you, you feel like it elevates people just to be associated. They're getting a little bit of that Cena dust spread on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cena coming back to put over Roman reigns helps helps you at least uh, the goal will be to take Roman reigns to a level that is the kind of star they don't make anymore. Right. Cena was the last star of his kind. That they really got behind and he was the face of the company now there are a bunch of people any of whom could really represent the brand but they don't want anybody to run away because when that person leaves then what do they have we're not in that attitude era where you have stone cold the rock on the cover of tv guide most people don't know who braun Strowman is if they're not a wrestling fan but the people who know wrestling they all know who he is because he's one of the biggest stars that they have Uh, Kane coming back even Kane is a part-timer now yeah and he's in that role they have but but to build him up he's got to beat people on the roster is it is it difficult to if you're fed to a guy like Kane who hasn't been around in a while and was sort of booked 50-50 the last time he was there does that devalue the people that he beats if he if he's beating them clean
0: I think if you beat, yeah, if you're beating Finn Balor, yeah, yeah. you know, but if, like as, like we were saying uh, last week, if you're beating Curt Hawkins, Aww. it's not doing him any, you know what I mean? It's not yeah, doing him sure. any disservice. And I think, you know, that's why you have enhancement or lower card guys to feed to somebody to build them up because they can squash them. I think, yeah, doing, I think feeding Finn to Kane definitely that took a little a, bit yeah. of shine off of Finn.
1: Yeah. That wasn't great. Yeah. But that was like, again, that's a case where Finn needs it. Um, Like, he's obviously someone that Longview is going to be in the main event picture, but because of different issues, hasn't been. Um, and, yeah, he needed it, especially after that last weird program, you know, that eight months that he was kind of lost in the Wyatt hole. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, yeah, he needed it. So his loss was like, I felt that one. This, I guess... I'm looking at Survivor Series as like, well, they're obviously like, this is, it's one of the big four, you go all out. So I try to think of it in the same way as you think of like someone doing a joke or a fun run in on at like the Royal Rumble or something where it's like, okay, well, this is a fun thing. I really, I, if they say that Kurt Angle can wrestle, then they say Kurt Angle can wrestle. But uh, I'm not gonna not wince every time he does you well, know, can well, be done about that.
0: Them being a publicly traded company and yeah. having and being sued constantly by guys who used to work for them. Yeah. I, you I would think that in the months that they've had him on the roster, they must have done rigorous I testing agree. to determine that he's able to go. So I don't. I tend to not think about the health. As much just because I feel like they're
1: in there, then they're, yeah.
0: You would think so, or else they right. have Brian in there who wants to so bad. Oh
1: you know? my God. Just the every time it's like, oh, here's this other person that's, that's wrestling now that they said couldn't. You know, Brian's just at home, just like changing diapers, just like, man. <laughs>
0: Kicking over the diaper genie. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. He
1: just goes in, he's like, I'm going to go weed. And he just goes in and he's just like ripping plants out with his bare hands.
2: Uh, so let's talk about uh, the ultimate part timer which is Brock Lesnar. So for the second time, he's had an eight month plus run uh, as champion, as a part-timer. He is barely there. When he is there, he is winning. And he's, He. I think, I think that's where it goes too far. I get that he is an attraction, and I get that people love him. What? What? No matter what I think of him uh, overall as a character, like how entertained I am by him, I get that, that he is a draw. However, when he is your top champion, not only does it take your championship off, off of the table and make the chase for that championship seem less significant because it's just like, oh, uh, Brock's coming back now. we got to find somebody to challenge him. But when he beats a guy like Braun Strowman in the manner in which he beats Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman gets devalued. Braun Strowman should be a champion that, where you can't figure out how anybody could possibly beat him because nobody has ever beaten him. And now he has the championship. Like that was a logical progression for him, but now he's taken a loss, to, to Brock Lesnar, a clean loss in the middle of the ring, one f five. And in.
1: it did hurt him. So the other side of that,
2: a part timer who beats everybody, but it's mm-hmm. okay, is the Undertaker. At this point, since I, he's been retired, but since then he came back pretty much once a year to WrestleMania to win a match, pop the crowd. It made you interested. You wanted to see him wrestle again. Uh, what is the happy medium there? Uh, For part-timers, what is the absolute best use of any part-timer that you can think of? Is there a
1: formula? Just going back to to The Undertaker, the reason why Taker can do that and go that 20-some-odd years of just coming back and beating people, I don't think he ever was fed to like a part-time dude that would just come back and beat him up. He was allowed to have that dominance, and so... Um, that's part of it as well. But with Taker, it's, it's a special event. We knew when it was going to happen and we knew when he would go away again. And I think that's one of the things that makes the difference is it isn't just one of those things where it's like, okay, well this could be a show where somebody could really make themselves, but we're going to pile on a bunch of part-timers, um, because we're trying to make it a bigger show or whatever. So instead of giving people maybe the opportunity, um, they don't get it because the, they want to, they, they would rather have a sure thing than take the risk. Um, like if Cena got to a point where he was only back during the road to WrestleMania, you knew he was going to happen and then go away, I think that we would like even people now are appreciating Cena more and everything. I think it would turn him into more of an attraction if you did that with him. Um where it's like we know exactly when he's going to come and we know exactly when he's going to go.
0: That's fair, Mike. I don't I still don't mind what they're doing with Brock outside of what you addressed in terms of the events that he does wrestle on where he wrestles a Samoa Joe and beats him, which which I didn't find as egregious as, yeah, the way Mm. that Braun lost to him was really silly and they acknowledge it's silly by the fact that they had to heat him back up like they aren't also the ones who made that decision you know what I mean they could have had him kick out a 1F5 you know at least just give, give us something because he like the previous month he destroyed Brock in the 4-way like put him through every piece of breakable furniture was in the building so it didn't stand to reason that he would lose via 1F5 and so yeah it took shine off of him and I didn't understand that decision but I do however like the idea of a champion who lives on a mountain (laughs) and you know and to me it's best if they go all the way with that and have both champions live on a mountain and then the main eventers are competing for the number one contendership all the time. Like, like, make that mean something, and then you have, the, you know, the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title for the Mid-Carders to feud over and hopefully elevate into the number one contendership. I mean, to me, that's the way to optimally do it. It's just to give value to all the things right. and not just the one so thing.
1: So you just make it like a Mortal Kombat where it's like, well, you got to get through all these dudes, yeah. and until you do, Shao Kahn go sit on that throne exactly. and judge you. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I'm seeing exactly where you're coming from. Can yeah. Baron
0: Corbin be Goro? Yes, he can, <laughs> and his, his stomach. His yeah. stomach can be goro, all at be krang and goro all at the same time.
2: Oh,
1: See, I, I, I my I little think, goro krang.
2: <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I think where it falls apart with, with Brock is that he's there like three times a year.
0: I think, yeah. They bring if him back at weird month, times, maybe. I think. And that gets at what Danielle was saying. Because if you bring him back for the Big Four only, we know when he's coming, the Big Four. Because yeah. those were when the championship matches are. And you kind of build everything around that. You build his contract around that. And you're done with it. You know what I mean? But I think, yeah, they do it. If he's randomly at no mercy, then it kind of takes the shine off of it. You know, it's not the same impact as if he's only on the biggest events of the year.
2: In In the last... Three years. The only person to beat the ultimate part timer for his championship was another part timer. I just want to point that out. Who was that? Goldberg. Mm -hmm. Interesting. The other times he lost the title, he didn't take the pin. Right. Three ways, four ways. So.
1: Well, but Goldberg has children. But the, <laughs> he's got so, kids. So he had to win. So Guys. that Heath Slater should beat him next? Yes. Yes.
0: He <laughs> <Yes. laughs> should. He absolutely should. I, and I, he's I, just run around stunned for a month. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: and and scared. <laughs> yes. He's just walking around. Oh, God, I, I got to stop with the video game reference. He's just walking around like Metal Gear Solid in a box. <laughs> 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 oh, <thought> him.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I just think that when you put the belt on him, then you make it you put yourself in a situation where he he has to keep winning. like it's him the, the belt he doesn't need the belt. He can just win without the belt. It just takes the belt out of play in a way. I think you could book it that way without it. but I think it, I think your solution is a good solution. so somebody else needs to take off that mantle because it's not going to be Brock. it's too much money for them to bring him back that often.
0: Well, but they only bring him back for a set amount of times anyway. I think it just would be on them to actually plan when those times are going to be and actually book with some sense of looking into the future, which they seem to have lost the ability to do. Um, And I think, you know, that's probably what's gotten them into this situation because I bet the first time they brought him back, it was just like, okay, this date, this date, this date, and this date. Mm -hmm. But then when people get injured and booking falls apart, they find themselves, oh, we need our champion back, and he's not around. Mm -hmm. They would just have to find ways to book the talent they have Mm. when the championship is off the table in a way that makes
1: sense. Well, and also, just to go back to your mountain, like, I like the idea of, like, you know, He's up in the mountain. That's the only time he can come. And these are the only times a year when, like, the trail is open and, like, you know, the snow starts to melt and suddenly our champion comes out of exile because he got to get oranges and shit. And while he's there, I guess he will also fight for the belt. And then it's right back up the mountain um, until where he stays until the next, um, until, until the fog clears again.
2: Feeding off goats. Uh, <laughs> let's do something fun. Who is your... Uh dream part-timer who would you bring back right now part-time at wwe you can answer that question at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tights fights and at tights fights on twitter that's where the conversation is going to keep going but for now we're going to take a little break and on the other side we're going to bring you three things that we love from wrestling that's up next on tights and fights what's
1: up i'm james the co-host of minority corner and look at that Okay, the other co-host of Minority Corner. Girl, guess what? What? We just hit our 100th episode. What? And what do you think is going to be in store for the next 100? Probably some more feuds with Jennifer Hudson and I'm telling you I'm We'll probably do more investigative reporting too, like we did with the Kodak and their racist film. Not to mention exposing the truth, like how we did with the ugly history of the Texas Rangers. But we always lighten the mood with a splash of pop culture. Olivia Pope's new wig. Have you seen that? It's popping. Just like your lip gloss. And Janet Jackson. And you know we like to put our nerd glasses on and talk about things like Marvel it's true that's it <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak about TC <laughs> but you just did Wow all from a perspective that's black queer and ladylike so come on over and learn laugh and play and join the corner it's a lot of fun I'm having fun right now <laughs> minority corner.
0: corner Tyson Bites podcast Tyson Bites
1: I'm Al Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford.
2: And... Michael Eagle. Every week, we end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: like double dribble.
2: Double dribble. Double dribble. The uh-huh. Three Count. The <laughs> well, Three Count. The joy of pro wrestling with you. Punch. <laughs> Three-pointer. Corner. <laughs> double dribble. Uh, Danielle. <laughs> Danielle, you're up first.
1: Um, so as we all know, uh, Ellsworth was... Uh, uh, he was um, sent to go uh, live on a farm with, with, the, with the other Ellsworths and jobbers. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out because I, um, you know, say what you will about the way that he was booked. A lot of people found him irritating, whatever. This is a dude who took his one shot and he made everything he could with it. He went viral. People loved him, and he managed to take what should have just been going in, being made fun of, and then being squashed. And he took that and he made a like he made a real opportunity for himself. And he was a WWE superstar. He wrestled everyone he wrestled. No one's ever going to be able to take it away from that dude. Um, and he's i believe he has his own promotion so now that's going to be great um he's going to be able to go and sign shit at conventions for the rest of his life and i i don't think that the door is closed i think that if he wanted to come back as a manager or anything at any time that could probably be something that happens and so i just asked somebody um and everybody here all of us obviously um in this booth and julian we all know what it's like to hustle and work for years decades and just being like look i'm ready if someone would just give me my shot i would fucking make it work and this guy did and so I, a lot of people online were like yay he finally got let go and i'm like look i don't never applaud anybody losing their job but especially in this case um we all knew it wasn't going to last forever it couldn't but um congrats man to a dude who sincerely earned living his fucking dream there we go any man with two hands you guys and he wasn't fucking kidding he was a man
3: and then he had two hands he was any man
1: and he had two hands and fucking kudos to him
2: alright that was yeah. both inspirational and very depressing for me personally
0: <laughs> i you know, i I take, I take nothing but inspiration from it just uh was like Daniel said, man. I mean I, what did he, he got introduced to us as a Stroman squash victim, I think. Yeah yes he was. I mean and he had that promo. They said he could say whatever you want. Yeah, any man with two hands
1: And uh, a dream or whatever. What a fighting
0: chance. Yeah, and and you know, he obviously wasn't your typical WWE uh body type. So mm-hmm. um, for him to have was it two years? I'd like He's, it one year. Like a year and a half,
1: something like that? At least a year, man. That's
0: awesome. I mean, and he
1: has more WWE championship matches than Rusev has gotten. Just think about that. There you have it. So, yeah. So, just feeling like, again, as somebody who knows what it's like to bust your ass and wait for just one person to fucking give me a shot to prove myself, kudos, dude.
2: Yeah. Right on. Mike, what do you want to put over?
0: Uh, This week on um, Killing the Town with Landstorm and Cyrus, uh, they were discussing... Owens and Zane being sent home from the European tour for supposedly going into business for themselves. And they started kind of just trading stories back and forth about um, times around people going into themselves into the business. There was a time in WCW where Rick Steiner
3: was beating the hell out of guys. I think he worked with, you know, an extra somebody from the power plant once and got a little bit hot and beat him up a little bit. And it got over big. So they made it his gimmick. And he was scheduled to fight Big Vito. Big Vito went up to him and said, Johnny Ace decided he wants you to feed my comeback before you beat me. No, he did not tell him that. And Rick was like, okay. And when Rick came through the curtain, Johnny was there with, what the hell are you doing? It's like, you're supposed to be squashing these guys. What's going on? And Rick said, Vito told me you wanted to feed a comeback first. And he's like, I didn't tell him that. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh my oh, God! No. <laughs> they booked a rematch the following week, oh. <laughs> and it was uh a bit of a squash and a bit of a stiff one. And I'm just thinking, it's like, of all the people to double cross in the ring, why would you pick Rick Steiner?
2: <laughs> 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 it's a good story, and they tell a couple more too. So I want to put that on. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to put over something from Raw. More specifically, I'm going to put over the cruiserweights on Raw. More specifically than that, I'm going to put over my hometown boy, Drew Gulak. Yeah. Drew! Got my Gulak. Uh, Just the little things make me happy, uh, including his response to Enzo Amore's promo, uh, which is very brief. Here's a little clip.
3: How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Come on.
2: <laughs> the little things. He's so the
0: timings. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's it.
2: <laughs> that does it for this week on Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts are Mike Eagle and Daniel Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. I'm going to put over real quick. I'm going to be doing We Got This at San Francisco Sketchfest in January. Tickets go on sale November 17th, and we're going to have some very special guests. We will announce them soon. That's it. Mike? What? Anything you want to promote?
0: Uh, <laughs> no.
1: Danielle. <laughs> I love like, sl- hey, to think about it. I like, am I doing it Yeah, again? I am.
0: Actually, oh, no, I'm going to be in San Diego Friday at a, at, a, at a furniture store that I like to perform at called Sleep Better. I love it. Yeah. That's I've awesome. I want to
1: perform. Are you going to perform on a bed? N-
0: no, but I fight the urge every time I go there to perform <laughs> on a bed. Because that
1: sounds so comfy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I got one of them purple mattresses. It's dope. Um, I'm going to be um, on Blame Social Media on the 28th. Um, which is a really fun show if you're out here in Los Angeles. It's at the Hollywood Improv Lab. Um, so come out, uh, blame social media. It'll be a fun time.
2: All right. Our producer is the no-fro samurai, truly. Larell. <laughs> <laughs> Senior producer of Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that forever. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to all the Maximum Fun members who put some of their donation towards the show and help keep the lights on whenever we're in here. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling.
1: Tyson bar